Um, for those of you that don't know me, I am Josh Powell. I hail all the way from New Zealand, not to be confused with Australia. Um, <laughs> they're different countries, although someone in this room whose name starts with T, who's quite tall and wears glasses, um, I'll let you guess who that is. Recently new to staff, um, has, has already decided to often mention Australia in my presence. So we've got, a, we've got a great friendship right off the bat. He's from Canada, if you didn't know. Um, yeah. but, um, really briefly. What, what was that? Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with Canada, of course. Nothing wrong with Canada. Um, also, nothing wrong with Australia. I have friends in Australia. Um, but anyway, really briefly about me, I, as Chris mentioned, I went through training center. That's really what brought myself and my wife and one child at the time to the States in the first place. And I can attest personally just how impactful the process was. Um, I was serving as a youth pastor in New Zealand, looking for further training, explored seminary options, and then went to Nigel Shaler, who's in Murrieta as well, and just, he was a, a mentor, influential in my own life, and just said, hey, I'm looking at these seminary options, which one should I do? And that was when he mentioned the training center. I loved it because it was like, I could, it, it didn't cost me thousands of dollars. I didn't have to sell a house in order to go and study. Um, it allowed me to work to support my family. I didn't have to basically, you know, force Michelle to go and s support us or depend upon a, a bunch of other people to provide finances for me. And then the biggest thing, though, was what Chris has already talked about. About I, I wasn't really sure. Am I? Does the Lord want me to do full-time ministry or not? I don't know at that point. And that really is the goal of Training Center. Not so much full-time ministry, but more how am I gifted and equipped? And what does the Lord want for me to do? And so that's the, the ultimate goal of the Training Center, to figure that out. Not to make you anything, but to draw out what the Lord has already put in you so that you can get out there and go do that faithfully for the rest of your life and then see what the Lord does through that. So in this process um, here, there's going to be coaches and mentors. These are some beautiful mugshots. Um, I was really tempted to, I started out just Googling each person's name and seeing what photos came up. But I was like, you know what? We don't know each other yet. Maybe we'll say that for year two. Uh, so Morgan, Micah, and Art are going to be kind of the main coaches, if you will. So they'll be the ones up front, week in and week out, grilling you making you sweat, uh, making you tremble in your boots, maybe making you cry sometimes. Um, we'll see about that. And then the, these six fine men, um, except for this one, um, these five fine men and me are gonna be mentors. We're gonna be in twos. So basically, uh, Morgan as well is gonna have the guys from Summit and then Rick from Cornerstone. Where is Rick? Oh, he's over there. Um, we'll plug you into one of our groups, but then you'll also you feel free, Mario, if you want to be involved in the process. We'd love for you to be as involved as much as you want so that you can keep your elders in the loop as well. And it's a joy to have you guys um, a part of this too. So the whole purpose of the mentors is really just for other men that you can come to if you have practical questions. Myself, George Ramirez, who also hails from Manaphy originally, came up here. I've had the privilege of working with George like five years, right? So, which has been fun. Um, under him, he tells me what to do, not the, the other way around. But here I get to tell him what to do, which is fantastic. Um, and then Art, you all know. And then Steve, Andy, 
and Bernie, uh, some of the other elders here at Foothill, and so they're going to be involved. So that's kind of why we've done it in pairs, because Andy, Steve, and Bernie haven't been through this process, whereas Art, myself, and George have. So by pairing up, we've got kind of a bit of, we, they know the life of the church, we know the TC process, and so with our powers combined, who knows, it'll be ice, wind, water, I don't know, what's the, yeah, exactly. See, we're all old enough in here, like, there's like memory of cartoons coming back through our minds. Let me run through this. I've had lots of questions about note-taking needs, so I'm going to skip over that now, and we can touch on it at the end, okay? iPad, all that sort of fun stuff. Meal expectations. We will create groups at the beginning of, like the first night is going to be, we will provide the food. So just come along 5.30 till 9-ish. Um, 9 is when we typically officially finish, though I don't ever remember an official TC night that we got through all the material and it was like, oh, 9 o'clock, okay, we're good to go. It was always like, oh, it's 5 to 9, what should we cover, what should we skip? So it's very... It's a fun process, but it's ve you feel the fluidity of the process as well throughout it. It's life on life. Um, and so sometimes it feels chaotic, sometimes it feels very ordered. And that's part of the process. It's all intentional and nothing in life always goes as you plan, as we are all very much aware. Meal expectations is not like a, you alone have to provide the whole meal it's as a group so there'll be typically we it, it all depends on the number of people in the class but typically we'll let you have some input into that as far as whether you want less people and less times that you prepare meals or more people in a group and so you prepare meals a little more frequently you can go either way it really doesn't matter um, meal expectations as far as the food we're not talking like just go pick up a couple Costco pizzas. We want we want you to put some effort into it as a group to make it a meal that people want to eat. They're not like, ooh, maybe I'll stop by somewhere on the way home. You know, it's like make it make it edible. Um, don't do what I did and try and make Mexican food when you're when you have no Mexican. I'm 99% European, so don't ask me to make Mexican food. I'm not the guy. My, I have my wife's seasoned food that I cook because in New Zealand we don't season really. It's bland. Bland is. Think Lord of the Rings and that's the food we eat. Um, calendar. I'm learning there's more similarity to the Lord of the Rings in New Zealand than I've realized. So it's kind of hilarious. So hopefully you all got one of these. If you didn't, I have a few more up here. I can also get, I can print more. Uh, the TC1 August through December, those are final dates. So mark them in your calendar. The November 29th is the Monday after Thanksgiving. So we intentionally are not going to have a class that, that Monday night. So if you want to take a longer Thanksgiving weekend, you can. Um, and or it, it gives you a four day weekend to catch up on whatever you've missed prior as well. So it's, it's glorious in that way. The second half, the main date I want to point out on this one is Shepherd's Conference, March 9th through 11th. That's something that we want you to be at. Um, partly it's an opportunity to interact with other pastors, to hear some great teaching for us as a group to gather, discuss what we've heard and kind of wrestle through it. It's just another opportunity as well to get to know each other in more of an informal context over a few days. Uh, we are planning to, oh yeah. On, on the meals, just the point of reference is that you guys are responsible. Don't yes. place it on your wives mm -hmm. as, as a burden. Your wives can help because yes. they're your helper. But helper doesn't mean they do it all. Helper's not like, honey, here's what we're doing. And then you go and study. Yeah. 
Not at all. You need it. You need to be involved. Um, that's part of your grade, which it kind of actually is. Which is yeah, yeah. So don't don't do the numbers fifteen defiant sin around the meals. Okay? We don't want any church discipline. Why did you get kicked out of the church? I didn't make good TC meals. Uh, I just delegated it to my wife. We don't want to go down that path. Uh, Shepherd's conference. So we are planning to um, book accommodation, which is covered in your fees to stay on site or nearby the church out there. Um, we recognize that for some of you there may be work commitments where work is inflexible and you're unable to get out there for the whole time and we want to work with you on that. Part of why I wanted to give you the dates now is so you can start to have those conversations with your employer and plan ahead, see if you can find people to cover your shifts, whatever is involved. If you can be there for I think it starts typically like the night of the 9th, right? So we would be staying on the 9th and the 10th, and then we'd be coming home late-ish on the 11th. Is typically... Three days, two nights. Yeah. Three days, two nights. So, so plan on that. Um, I think that's it for the calendar. Graduation, May 13th. That was just the date I put in there for now. That's not hard and fast. More than likely that will change. If it's the same, I will be amazed um, once we get there. Um, one other thing, short-term mission, this is something if you read through the fine print of the application, you probably would have seen this in there, uh, that we're still working out the details of what that might look like. This does not necessarily mean going overseas. So the goal of this is to essentially do ministry somewhere outside of our normal realm. So there's local things that we would say that is essentially a short-term mission in terms of we're seeking to minister outside of our normal context. And so we'll keep you in the loop on that. And it's the expectation is not that you do something this year, as in, you know, before May 2022. But the expectation is that if you're going through the training center process, you take what you've learned and you seek to apply it somewhere else within sort of the next three to five years, basically. And that may be on a longer thing overseas. It may be on a few short things here um, locally. So just something to have in the back of your mind as we're going through the process. And then the last part that is everybody's favorite, um, the money part, you know, part no one wants to talk about. Um, don't let finances be the reason you stop TC or don't do TC in the first place. Come talk to us if financially it's going to be difficult so that we can work through that with you, whether it's in the form of scholarship, whether it's in the form of sitting down, looking at your budget together and working out, okay, how can we make this work? You know, seeking to trust the Lord through that process. Um, practically, as far as payment goes, the $200 deposit is due before the first night. Um, so I'll stand at the door and I'll be like, mm, sorry, can't come in if you hadn't paid the $200, $200 entry fee. Um, I may do that. I may not. I might find someone bigger and more intimidating than me because you'd be like, ha, whatever, uh, and just walk through. So probably not. I'm not a bouncer by trade at all. I was going to say something else, but I... It, oh. So I tried to set Chris up to answer that question about <laughs> expectations on being late, and he, he went the serious path. I was hoping for the, the fun answer. The uh, expectation, if you miss a night, everything Chris said is true. The other part as well is if you miss a night, the expectation is that you come the next week with three pints of either frozen yogurt or ice cream <laughs> for the class to share. So, okay? so that's just a practical... Keep that in the back of your mind. That you're contributing. Yeah, you're contributing Yay. to dessert. 
on the week after you've missed. So you're allowed to miss up to three, and we get it. There's circumstances that happen, life circumstance, family, work, all of that. Um, but you still have to bring ice cream. Because um, everyone likes ice cream. On the second week, we look forward to yeah, it. exactly. Schmitz is providing dessert on the second week. <laughs> Nine pints of ice cream. Man, we are going to be, whoo, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Note-taking needs, I'm going to jump right back to the top because I've had lots of questions. Do I need an iPad? Do I need a computer? Honestly, first year, you can use whatever you want. You can come with a scroll and papyrus, like a, a quill pen if you want, and ink. Just don't spill ink on the table or the floor. Um, but seriously, you don't need, there's no specific device. I personally did it with an iPad. Um, I've known, I knew of the man, the seven-year-old who Chris mentioned. He would print out the notes. He had binders that he would go through. Awesome old man. He reminds me of Caleb. You know, he's the guy you give a sword to and be like, you take that region by yourself and we'll take the rest of the army and go and deal with these guys. Um, he's just super buff and 70. It's awesome. Um, but seriously, anything. Like, if you're a pen and paper guy, pen and paper. Take notes with that. All of the curriculum, the printouts, we're not going to hand you a packet of printouts when you walk into class. They're all going to be available online on a system called Canvas, which you'll get access to in like a month probably. Um, and you can print those out if you want. If you need us to print them out, feel free to reach out to me and we can make copies for people. If you, just, if you prefer digital on a laptop or a tablet, then by all means do that. As we go through the process, once you get into year two, um, we do, basically a laptop is more useful the further along you plan to go um, because we start working with Logos Bible software and so then you do really need a laptop to work off of that. It works on an iPad or a, a tablet but you don't get the full functionality so a laptop is going to be better. So all that said, if you, are going, if you don't have anything and you're thinking I want to go technology, I would recommend if you're limited on your budget invest in a laptop rather than a tablet because a laptop is going to serve you longer in more areas than a tablet will. Um, if you can do both, go for it. If you want to buy a NASA supercomputer, then go for it. But, yeah, seriously, what, whatever. So that's everything I have. Any questions, practical questions for myself, for, oh, look at this. This is also technology. This is older technology. Um, Spiral bound. Are these your? Are these all your verses? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Look at these. These are gonna be worth money one day. <laughs> You're like, we need paper. I have paper. Got a lot of trees. Exactly. Yeah. So these are. I actually started out doing this as well. Um, I know you. You have access to the Quizlet stuff, but personally, and probably Art and Nico can attest to this as well, and George. Sometimes the act of just simply writing it out on flashcards, even if they go back into a drawer and you never use them again, that process of going through everything, writing it all out, that is huge for just cementing it in your mind as you're working through um, the verses in particular. So, yeah, um, Andrew. Speaking of the verses, yes. um, I'm trying to figure out how to tackle them. Maybe you have some advice on that. Yeah. Um, Slowly, repetitively, um, Micah has, what, you, you read a book recently about the best way to learn, right? And it was essentially talking about just the repetition of it. Even if you're getting it wrong, just keep going. That process builds muscle, is it like brain muscle memory? 
something like that. Is but there, I mean, is there the, like um, some that we should start in the beginning mm -hmm. rather than later, or vice versa? Yeah. So I start off with the Pentateuch, um, working through that. So in Quizlet, there is there's fourteen decks, basically fourteen stacks of cards. Each of those is a week of TC, basically. But then if you go into the accumulative folders, it accumulates, so week one and week two, week one through week three. Because what happens with the quizzes is you will be quizzed, the first quizzes where you're like, oh, I only need to get 80, I can take it as many times as I want. You'll sit down, you'll click through it, it'll be like 20 questions. And you'll be like, sweet, okay, I got 75%. I can go back through, click, 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 and it doesn't take that long. Once you get to week seven, eight, and beyond, you've now accumulated verses all the way back to week one up to that week. And so the quizzes get longer and longer. And so you do want to be mindful that they will take longer because there's, there's some heartache and fear and trepidation that comes into it where you're like, oh man, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. And you get to the end and you're like, I really hope I just got 80% because that took me way longer than I wanted it to. And you click submit and you're like, ah, oh, I guess I'm going to bed later tonight. And you start again. So that happens. So work out, work out week one. Once you're confident with the Pentateuch, which is week one, move on to week two. Once you're confident with that, start using the accumulated one and two. So then you're throwing everything into the mix while you're also adding in week three. But just as like a, an aside, you guys have a massive head start on prior years. When, when I went through it, I, I kind of had an advantage as well. I actually did the first half from New Zealand via FaceTime, which was not ideal, but I was familiar with the verses. But most of the guys in my class, the first time they saw the verses was on the first night when they received access to everything. And so they just get swamped with this list and they're just like, <gasps> and you just see like the glazed look of like, oh man, how, how am I going to survive this? Um, so be encouraged that you have those verses now, just download Quizlet on your phone, Go through it with your wife, older children, and just quiz each other. Let your wife quiz you, because that, man, if you want to learn, like, let your wife quiz you, and you will learn. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Can I add to that? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I, I would say not only allowing your wife uh, to quiz you, but um, invite your children, as, yes. as Chris and Josh has mentioned, but in putting it in flashcards, there's another method of the pick. Uh, oh, yeah. The you want to bring that up or have Morgan? Yeah, there's a visual, the visual memory, like making pictures associated with the verses. Um, Morgan, you, there's a guy at Summit who was willing to meet with some guys to disc, to walk through that process for those who are more visual learners and are interested in hearing more about that and learning more about that. It is not required to do it that way. It's totally optional. Um, so it's just one option among many. The the only requirement is that you learn them. That's it. How you learn them is up to you. So. Did you find it profitable? Uh, I think I in the email that you sent out to us about. Would you write out the whole verse for sake of just reference later on for when you're memorizing it? Because we're only I think account. I saw like accountable. Mm -hmm. It's like the phrase and then the chapter yep. and the book. But did you find it, maybe for other guys that have gone through it, did you guys find it profitable writing out the entire verse? Because some of them are pretty long. I yeah, just did. Long. yeah, like Genesis 22. <laughs> like, good luck with that one. Um, I, I personally didn't write out all the verses, but what I did do is I went through my Bible 
and basically just looked at each verse and then went to that verse in scripture, read kind of the passage around the context around it. And then I also wrote it in the margin of my Bible so that when I'm flicking through, I can see, oh, this was, you know, Genesis 2, 24 is you know, marriage, basically. So that way there's some context. So as you're even just reading scripture, your normal Bible reading when you're in church looking through for sermons, you're kind of like, oh, there's a verse. And it's just whatever ways you can ingest it, the the better. So, yeah. Are you supposed to know summary book chapter and verse reference or just summary book and chapter? You don't have to know verse reference. So the the funniest part is that we, and this, this will be true, the, the way that the quizzes are graded as you go through it is we want to grill you, we want to grill into your mind the summary, the book, and the chapter. And the reason behind it, kind of the philosophy of this method of, of uh, memorizing is so that when someone comes to you with a question about marriage, about parenting, whatever it is, you're not thinking like, oh, where was that verse? You're just thinking like, oh, Ephesians 5, and you flick to Ephesians 5, and there's only one chapter that now you're dealing with. You can skim through the chapter and find the verse, but where it's like, I know there's something in the New Testament. That's kind of like, oh, good luck with that. Like, yeah, like hey, somewhere there. So that, and that's not helpful. But ultimately, if you have all those verses, the chapters in your back pocket, that's what's helpful. So, so. like the marriage one instead of Genesis 2.24 is Genesis, Genesis 2. Yeah. So then when you get to James 1, you're like, okay, there's like eight verses in there. Like, James 1. Yes. I don't know which one that was, but I was right. So there's some like that. Those ones are actually more confusing because there's multiple things you have to try and remember. But the other, if you have time, if you find yourself getting ahead, like you're up to week three or week four of memorizing and you've got a good grasp of those early ones, I would highly encourage you to look at the major prophets and the minor prophets because yes. those are areas of scripture that typically we don't spend a whole lot of time in. And you're kind of like, who's Hab is it Habakkuk or is it Habakkuk? Why are there so many K's in his name? I don't even know. Um, looking at those ones, they're books we're not familiar with. We don't typically sit down and read through or preach a series on those things. Um, so those verses won't be as familiar. So skim through those cards before semester starts if you can. Because once you get to those weeks, you've already got six, eight weeks behind. And then you're like, whoa, this is the first time I've opened this part of my Bible in years. Chris likes to call them the crispy part of your Bible, so whenever he's referencing them, which is very true usually. Any other questions? Where Steve? Are we meeting? We're going to be meeting in here. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be a different format. There won't be flowers on the table. Um, probably won't even be tablecloths. So it'll just be tables. It'll be more like a classroom style setting. Um, typically, you know, a few rows of chairs and then uh, of uh, tables, and then there'll be a side table with mentors and coaches on it so and we'll be watching you we'll be watching from the side and just observing you and taking notes it'll be kind of like a clinical classroom super fun i get to be on the mentor table this time which is fun i used to be in the mix and kind of like what are they thinking right now are they yeah i yeah i would say the the paradigm shift for me is i you mentioned i read a book uh, my dad recommended to me, he's a, he's a Christian school administrator, and he said, anyone who's in education needs to read this book. It's called Make It Stick, mm. and it's uh, published by Oxford University Press. It's Science of Successful Learning. Uh, it, what it, it, it emphasized is that testing, quizzing, is not necessarily to test how much you've learned or memorized, mm. but it's the very tool 
to to uh, to help you to test. So I think my typical approach has been, okay, stare at the terms, stare at the verses, and try to look at them and go, okay, 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 and then I'll go take a test to see if I've actually learned it or not. But this is saying, no, 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 just start quizzing yourself, test yourself, and in the act of quizzing, you're having to do a retrieval process. Forcing yourself, you see a term and you're, and you're going, okay, wait, what is that? Uh, okay, 1446, uh, what date is that? What? That act of trying to think and trying to pull that up is actually helping you to remember it better the next time. And so um, take a test and get them all wrong, and you're going to be learning through that. And keep quizzing and keep, keep quizzing. Don't just stare at them and then uh, think that you're going to hold it all in and then take your, take your quiz. Quiz yourself and work on that retrieval. And in that, each time you take it, you're going to get better and better at it. And, uh, and so seeing quizzing and testing as a tool to learn, not just as a test to see how much you've learned. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so just keep, keep clicking and tapping through that, and you'll, and you'll find that retrieval getting stronger and stronger. And uh, rather than the disappointing, trying to hold it all up and then take it and go, oh. It's like, no, this is just, I got to keep going. There's more stuff I'm just not, I'm not learning here. Cool. Awesome. Um, Michael, before you sit back down, we're gonna we're gonna end it there. If you have any other questions, feel free to shout them out afterwards. Um, I'm just I want to be mindful of our childcare workers. So, Michael, if you could close us in prayer, and then if we could have, whether it's mums or whoever, someone go and retrieve your kids, and feel free to bring them back over to fellowship. And and if there's some, a few of you that are willing to help, just will pack up and clean up in here as well before we go. That would be hugely appreciated. So, uh, let's pray. Our God and Father, we come before you humbly recognizing, Lord, that we do not stand in our own righteousness, that we only come to you in the name of your glorious Son, Jesus Christ. It's because of his great work upon the cross that uh, his death and uh, burial and resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the throne of God, that we are able to have access into the throne room. Father, we thank you for your work of grace in us, for us to be here today thinking about growing in our knowledge of your word, to think about serving you, serving your church, and seeking to influence people for Christ. Father, we realize it is the highest privilege to be involved in this way, that you would choose to use worms such as us. And yet, Lord, we know that it is really you in us. And so we just submit ourselves to you here this morning, recognizing that we are your vessels, we are your servants, we are your slaves, mm -hmm. and we uh, submit and want to follow the word of our Lord. I pray, Father, that you would give uh, the men here and uh, their wives, that you would just cause these marriages, Lord, to uh, be strengthened by this process, that you would enable their uh, depth of the word to continue to grow, that their uh, their humility before Christ and the gospel would continue to grow. And Father, we pray that you would build your church uh, through these efforts. Uh, we know that unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. And so we just uh, submit this process, submit ourselves to you, asking that you would bless it for your name's sake and for our good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One last thing I forgot to mention. If you have not had a photograph taken, please find Lucas. He is going to take your photograph, your mugshot with your prison entry card. 
Um, because you're entering the prison of training center. No, just kidding. If you're intimidated by this, uh, let me, I just want to, one last encouragement. Don't, I mean, be intimidated a little bit because it is a lot of work, right? We're not going to try and hide the ball on this. It's a lot of work. But like Chris said, the fruit is, it's eternal fruit. And it strengthens the church. We, Michelle and I experienced it for five years down at Faith. We came in and it was just like, this is a different church. This is not a church that we have ever attended before in terms of there's something different about the culture of the church as a whole when the men step up and take that mantle of leadership and say, you know what, I want to lead my home faithfully. I want to be a faithful employee. I want to be a faithful father. I want to be faithfully plugged into the church under the, head, under the leadership of the elders that God has put in place and serve where God has gifted me to serve. Not aspiring to be something that I'm not. You may never be called to seminary. You may never be called to full-time ministry, but be the best husband and father that you can be. And this process is a part of growing that in you. So, so be encouraged by that and keep your eyes on that goal, ultimately, to the glory of God. So, awesome. Thank you all for coming. <laughs>